Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the 2003 European heat wave. Here's what you need to know. In the summer of 2003, record high temperatures swept the continent of Europe, resulting in one of the worst heat waves in modern history. In several countries, workers were sent home or left in protest rather than endure sweltering offices without air conditioning. Tourists bathed in the fountains of Trafalgar Square, desperate for relief. Wildfires raged in Portugal, and the price of produce soared in Italy as farmers rushed to harvest what they could of their scorched crops. Considered a silent killer, heat waves claim more lives each year than floods, tornadoes, and hurricanes combined. And the heat wave of 2003 took no mercy on mostly elderly citizens across Europe who were helpless in seeking refuge. 
France suffered particularly enormous losses with a death toll that soared from 2,000 to 13,400 in just one week. With many of its citizens typically on holiday in August, hospitals and rescue services were understaffed during the peak influx of victims, some of whom were too weak or dehydrated to be saved by the time that they were brought in for treatment. The majority of victims were found dead in the homes where they'd lived alone. The massive death toll in France pointed to negligence on the part of the government, with several experts criticizing the lack of outreach and services for the elderly. The conservative government refused to accept blame for the disastrous outcome, and French President Jacques Chirac remained notably silent while vacationing in Canada throughout the entirety of the heat wave. Dr. Patrick Spillux, president of the French Emergency Doctors Association at the time, said, quote, The weakest are dropping like flies. They dare to say that these deaths are natural. I absolutely do not agree with that. In a period of six weeks from late July to the end of August, over 15,000 people were killed in France by heat exhaustion, dehydration, and heat stroke. Most of the dead were elderly left to perish in a city deserted for the annual August holiday. On one day alone, a day that's now known as Black Monday, 3,000 Parisians died. The famous Black Monday when around 3,000 people died in Paris in one night. Never during the Second World War did so many people die in one night in Paris, even during the bombings. We were dealing with things on such a scale. Paris had never had that many victims in one go. Fun facts, a.k.a. death stats. Though the exact number of deaths has been difficult to determine, Years of research concluded that over 70,000 additional deaths occurred in Europe during the summer of 2003. The majority of the victims in France were women over 75 who lived in urban areas. The countries with the highest death tolls were Luxembourg, Spain, France, and Italy. Today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Alarmy. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hello. And our very special guest today is actor, comedian, friend, Ithamar Enriquez. Hi, everyone. Hi, Ithamar. We were, you know, I, when I was thinking about who we could have on as a guest for this heat wave episode, I was like, who, who do I know that isn't already a host on the podcast that is the hottest person I know. Oh, mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, Gabriel Garcia Bernal, right? Mm-hmm. But, We're I always up. Him, but I don't know him. Yeah, he, he and I are always up for the same parts. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing, but uh, it's okay. That's right. And then it was you, but it was you. Okay. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's perfect. I- at first, we, I thought you said someone who doesn't already have a podcast of their own, because um, I, I have a podcast called uh, Heat Waves of the World. So, That's right. You do. It's I so guess. popular. I can't believe I am. <laughs> you know, we like to start off our show by asking our guests, what is something that is recently alarming you? What is something that's keeping you up at night? I mean, the thing is, so I take edibles to go to sleep, to help mm-hmm. me sleep. Mm-hmm. The thing with edibles is it will it will 
put you to sleep. But then if you wake up like an hour or two after, every thought just swarms in your head of every possible thing that can go wrong in the middle of the night or something that happened during the day. So it's hard to pinpoint on one. We just put in an alarm system mm-hmm. for our for our home, which is great, but it now has made me more like scared that something's going to happen. Like even though I know that that the alarm is going to go off if someone breaks in, now I'm like what if I hear the alarm? Like that's going to be <laughs> then what do I do? <laughs> Almost like I was better Without the alarm, and now that we have the alarm, it's like, oh, God, if I hear the alarm, I'm just, I don't even know what's going to happen. So that's been keeping me up sometimes. Oh, awesome. Um, I I didn't mean to make an alarm my answer for this, (laughs) the name of this podcast. I wasn't doing that on purpose. (laughs) That literally an alarm is what's alarming me. I mean, that's why some of those alarms. Just the signage, right? Oh, yeah, like, the signage. You know how you're like ADT or whatever, like they give mm-hmm. you a little sign or whatever? Mm-hmm. Th- those are deterrents, natural deterrents, right? You don't yeah. need the whole system. You got a That's true. You could just buy the sign. You could just buy the sign. It's a lot cheaper. All <laughs> those signs, if I'm a, a house robber or something, I see the sign, I'll just go to the next house, you know? <laughs> Yeah, because we don't, I don't, we don't have any sort of like weapon. Like we don't even have like the baseball bat, which my, you know, we had in our house. Like I don't even have that, so I don't even. I'm like, w- what am I gonna do? Like try to charm my way out of them robbing our house while we're in there? Like, Honestly, hey. if there's anyone who could do it, it would be you. <laughs> it's like, hey, let me show you my uh, six through the door of my Mad TV audition from 2008. Like, I don't think that's gonna. <laughs> That'll send them running for sure. <laughs> That's true. That's a, that's the best deterrent. I'm like, really? You don't want to hear my Ray Romano? Okay, fine. I do. No, you don't. You don't. You don't want people to run away from this episode. Okay. Well, that is your Ray Romano impression is the perfect segue into uh, putting up uh, things up on the board. Um, and I want to start off by putting human-driven climate change. It's a big one. I have high hopes for possibly sending this one to jail, but we'll see. It's a biggie. According to Inside Climate News, in 2016, the first attempt by scientists to assess the role of climate change in the deadly European heat waves of 2003 was attributed about half of the 1,050 deaths in Paris and London that summer to the effects of global warming. The implication of the study published in the journal Environmental Research Letters is that man-made climate change was largely responsible for the disaster. The researchers discerned how climate change had affected that summer's temperatures. In London, the likelihood of a summer as scorching as 2003 has shifted from one in 10 year Uh, from a one in 10 year event to a one in three year event in Paris, such soaring temperatures had moved from one in 92 year event to one to a one in 30 year event. Wow. It goes on for the 2003 heat wave. Climate change increased the probability of that, of that temperature being achieved by at least a factor of two. And that's a fairly conservative estimate. Now, according to heat waves, hotter, longer, and more often by the Climate Council of of Austria, the increase in greenhouse gases in the atmosphere primarily caused by the burning of fossil fuels is trapping more heat in the lower atmosphere than it in 
that in turn increases the likelihood of heat waves and hot days and decreases the likelihood of cold weather. Climate change is already increasing the intensity and frequency of heat waves. Heat waves are becoming hotter, lasting longer, and occurring more often. Over the period of 1971 to 2008, both the duration and frequency of heat waves increased and the hottest days during heat waves became even hotter. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, we feel it here in the States, like it's the summers are hotter than they they used to be, 100%. And also for me, global warming, I mean, I... I spent, I went to school at Arizona State. So I spent a lot of time in Phoenix and my parents are there now. So I, once it, once you get to like 106, 105, after that, it doesn't even like, not, it doesn't even like feel like it's different. It's just, it's just hot, hot, dry air. We were in Palm Springs recently and they had a record breaking hot day while we were there, which was, I, I believe it, hit 124. Oh my God. Yikes. Yikes. And that nothing can happen at, at 124 degrees. Nothing. Um, you can barely walk anywhere. Uh, you can just lay by a pool. So if even that, I mean, that seems dangerous. And a lot of times these heat waves too, it's like when they happen in places that aren't used to this type of weather, people, and this is what's happening in the Pacific Northwest right now, that people aren't prepared. They don't know how to handle the heat. As someone who grew up in Southern California and like grew up going to the desert, like I know what to do when it gets to 120 degrees, like everywhere has air conditioning. But for people who aren't used to that, it sounds like, you know, the European heat wave took a lot of people by surprise. Which That's is so sad. Well, which is in you know because in 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 Paris, you imagine that all they all have those fancy parasols. Mm. You'd think mm-hmm. they do know what they're doing over mm. there, but didn't work out that way, right? No. And the beret, you would think the no. berets are big enough to the beret traps. <laughs> is that what it does? Fairly <laughs> certain. Yes. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the uh, <laughs> stagnant air because that's another thing I want to put up mm. on the board. Perhaps a stagnant air that. Um, got trapped inside a beret. <laughs> CNN, according to CNN, Kevin, uh, according to Kevin Trenberth, director of the National Center of Atmospheric Research in Colorado, a change in global sea temperatures and unusual conditions in the tropics and the tropical area of the Indian Ocean was a factor in creating sustaining settled air conditions over Europe. In these conditions, air doesn't move around as much and winds do not pick it up. Furthermore, stagnant air creates perfect conditions for air pollutants to emerge. Mm. Stagnant air coupled with unrelenting heat, say some scientists, was responsible for a large number of the deaths. Pollutants like smog, dust, car and factory exhaust mixed with the stagnant air, creating a potion for sensitive populations like young children and the elderly and people with asthma. Add add to that the fact that most buildings are not air conditioning and air conditioned and the combination combination proved to be a recipe for disaster. Hmm. So so if you don't have air conditioning, it means that you're opening your windows, hopefully for some airflow, which means that you're letting all of these pollutants inside your house. Hmm. So it's a lose lose situation. Yeah. For a lot of these people, there's like a thing in Europe with like that they don't. A lot of European places don't use air conditioning, right? Like it's not, it's not very common. In 
it's not needed. I think also along with stagnant air, we should put air pollution up. Let's do it. Also man-made. Also man-made. Yeah, exactly what you said. Uh, (laughs) I just repeated also (laughs) man-made. That's okay. I'll cut myself saying it. (laughs) Hey, hold. I I, I got one. What about air pollution? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great idea. I said it. Ithamar said it. Ithamar said air pollution. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we put government negligence? Big time. Um, Big time. Classic. Up on the board. Now, The Guardian said the government began an emergency medical procedure last Wednesday evening, 11 days after the heat wave began and several days after the first deaths were recorded. It was only then that hospitals were able to recall staff from their holidays, and we'll get to Mm. this, uh, to help deal with the influx of elderly patients suffering from acute dehydration and heat stroke. So this goes right into the next thing that I want to put up on the board, which is the European holiday. Oh. Because this is a major factor in why there were so many deaths in uh, during this heat wave. Now, according to implications of the 2003 French heat wave for the social care of older people by Jim Og, August is traditionally the period when most of the French population takes its annual holidays. In large cities such as Paris and Lyon, This temporary depopulation is clearly visible on the streets, on public transport, and within the workplace. The practice of shutting down entire companies during the August period is much less common than it used to be, but it is still a time when the infrastructure of institutions is weak because of reduced staffing. Mm. In some areas, general practitioners' surgeries are closed and only emergency doctors are available. Although emergency services are insured, managers and senior staff tend to be thin on the ground during August, with important decisions often having to wait for their return. So essentially, it's August. Everyone's gone. Correct me if I'm wrong, which I never am. But um, uh, (laughs) didn't you also say that the president was vacationing while this was happening? That's right. And then was like, I'm still on vacation. (laughs) Like, don't. (laughs) Don't bother me. I'm still. And he was in Canada, wasn't he? Like he was vacationing in Canada. Yes. He was like in Nova Scotia. (laughs) He was. We don't know where he was exactly, but I mean, do we put that guy? Is that what you were going to say that we should put the president on the board? Definitely. I mean, he was vacationing in Vancouver or whatever, which Vancouver is lovely. I don't blame him. But uh, like, don't bother me right now. I'm in Vancouver. Again, we don't know exactly where he was. we should have Chris look up where the president was uh, because we could blame that for being too beautiful, sure. too beautiful of a vacation spot. And th- we should put the um, the president, which it was well, the prime uh, minister, yeah. was uh, Jean-Pierre Raffarin. But on August 11th, the health minister, who we should also put up on the board, but I'll get back to him, was still on holiday. And he was being interviewed in a shirt shirt sleeves in his garden the prime minister did not return to paris until the 14th and president jacques chirac on holiday in canada jetted home only on the 20th so okay so they they were all traveling everybody was just traveling wait was the so was the prime minister traveling or no yes he was also traveling he was in canada no, that the president was in Canada. So apparently there's a president and a prime minister. Oh, yeah. am I losing this, my mind? This is, okay. This is, this is why we're a little confused. We apologize to the French. I see. 
Um, although I do think we should also put the French up on the board. Um, but <laughs> they don't have a king anymore. I don't think. No. <laughs> okay, so they were all like it, they were all traveling all over the place. I, I think maybe we also put up like slow emergency response. Mm. Yeah. So also, why was the shirt sleeves mentioned in that? Like, is that all he was wearing? Why? Why was it like he's in shirt sleeves in his garden? Was that? Is that all? Because he was hot. I mean, obviously he was hot. So he's like, I'm just going to put my shirt sleeves on. And that's all I'm going to wear. Let's put his shirt sleeves up there. No, don't. But I just want to know why that was mentioned. I guess because he wasn't properly dressed. Ah. Like that wasn't formal enough for. Uh... Uh, a minister of <laughs> yeah, health. Got it. We should put the minister of health up on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I had pulled something on him. Okay. According to the Guardian, Patrick Pellix, president of the Emergency Health Workers Association, said, we're facing a national catastrophe on a scale we have never seen before. He blamed the crisis on the idleness, particularly of the health ministry, which had failed to appreciate the gravity of the situation immediately. It was only on Wednesday evening, as the government faced increasing accusations of incompetence and lethargy, that an emergency plan of action was implemented in Paris on the prime minister's instructions. 11 days after the heat wave began and four days after doctors warned of its fatal consequences. On Tuesday, Mr. Raffarin, who the prime minister, dismissed the simmering row over the deaths as inappropriate, inappropriate party politics. And in a statement from his Alpine, from oh, he's in the Alpine, in an Alpine retreat. He's in an Alpine retreat. Oh, okay. Jesus. It, in oh, a statement from his Alpine retreat said that the health service had been doing everything necessary for weeks. Once the government had an, announced his, this highest state of emergency, hospitals were allowed to call back doctors and nurses who were on holiday. More beds were made available and the Red Cross intervened to help deal with the influx of patients. So a heat hotline with operators offering advice on how to avoid heat stroke received 12,000 calls on its first day. (laughs) But this came too late to stem the the criticism. The center-left daily liberation blamed the government yesterday for doing too little too late. Our leaders tried, like ostriches, to hide their heads in the holiday sand to avoid facing the realities of this deadly summer as if they didn't want to see the slaughter. Oh, God, yeah. So... It, they they waited so long to put this emergency, uh, you know, oh, we're having an emergency just to ring the alarm of an emergency. And then it wasn't until then that they then forced the doctors back. It was too late. Too little, too late. Also, talk about FOMO. What if you're like the one family who's not going on holiday when everyone is going on holiday? Like, <laughs> Well, that was a big problem was that, I mean, a big problem was like a lot of the bodies weren't claimed for a while because the relatives were away on holiday. God. Oh, that, and that was really crazy. That was another thing that because they were away on holiday, um, they weren't checking in Ugh. on their families. This is going to be hard to convict, but I mean, we have to put vacation up on the board. Yeah. yeah. I, we have European holidays. Do we want to broaden it out also to just vacation? Yeah. Cause I think vacation also is a mindset. Like I'm not going to, yeah. Although this is also 2003, so cell phones are. I'm seeing. I'm, I'm trying to think of like communicating with family. Like it's not as oh. easy, or it's not Nokia. as Nokia. You're not necessarily yeah, texting. Nokia. Yeah. 
Exactly. No, they're you have not. A tiny Nokia. Your minutes count. You're counting your minutes. Yeah. I actually think that's a really good point. Like for yeah. real, that the communication wasn't as easy. You're not getting like constant updates from people when they go on vacation. Really, if you want to get a hold of them, it's like call the hotel. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, like think about when an earthquake happens in LA, like you just have to go on Twitter and it's validated for you in a matter of seconds, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, earthquake. Somebody's tweeting about it already. Yeah. I think that's that's the first thing I go to. I'm like, did anyone else feel it? Where was it? How big was it? Right away. You yeah, just yeah. go to Twitter. Yeah. So, so do we also want to put the fa- French family structure? You tell us. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> because I have something I want to say about that. Yes, please. <laughs> According to Time, <laughs> President Jacques Chirac was bizarrely silent and on vacation in Canada for the duration of the heat wave when he finally addressed the crisis in televised remarks. Last Thursday, Chirac avoided finger pointing, pointing instead emph- emphasizing that family solidarity and respect for the aged and handicapped are necessary to avoid future tragedies. So he's passing the buck. Mm. The French family structure is more dislocated than elsewhere in Europe and prevailing social attitudes hold that once older people are closed behind their apartment doors or in nursing homes, they are someone else's problem. Oh Oh, man. These thousands of elderly victims didn't die from heat wave so much as much, but from the isolation and insufficient assistance they, they lived with day in and day out and which almost any crisis situation could render fatal. Mm. Oh, God, that's so sad. That's right. Apparently, in, uh, in, the, in Southern Europe, the uh, elderly people tend to be more integrated into families than in the north. So the heat wave there was uh, accordingly uh, less deadly. In the south, it was less deadly than it was in the north. Because I guess they're more used to living as 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 larger families. This is just a reminder for everybody to call your mom and call your grandparents. <laughs> yeah, reach out, respect your elders, and check check in on them for God's sake. Thank you, Chris. That's right. Okay, I, I want to. There's someone I want to put on the board. Yeah. Um, a year prior to this, in 2002, Ooh. a um a man by the name of um, Nelly. Um, mm. Released a, a, a hot hit single okay. called Hot in Here, making it very hot. hip to be hot wherever you are. Like, be hot in a, in, in, in a building, in a room. Now, now I will. I don't know. If, sorry, you're done. Um, no, 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 no. W- one more thing. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Well, I would just counter okay. that by saying... Nelly did say it's getting hot in here, but then I would let's read on further because he actually gives advice in that type of emergency situation. So take off all your Hence, clothes. except for their shirt sleeves. <laughs> That's the Which, European. I don't version. remember that lyric. Now, just a correction. Oh, no. It's actually hot in her. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh. Spelled H E R R E. So we do aim okay. to get the facts. Nelly is definitely <laughs> going up on the board. Definitely yeah. going up. <laughs> See, he tried. He tried off. to spell it in a European way. So he's already trying to convince them that this is a hip thing to be inside. You know, it's such poor taste of Nelly to be. Uh, <laughs> it's really in poor taste of him to be coming out with that kind of song. 
Uh, Even though it's a year before. Yeah. 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 He knew. Premonising. You have to think, as an artist, you always have to be thinking ahead. Yeah. You know? Well, we artists, we do get advanced weather reports. Mm -hmm. That is true. (laughs) I mean, when you've been in hip hop as long as I have, you realize that... You have to like read the trends. You have to see what's uh, how. How do the temperatures yeah. look? What kind of songs? Got to be so you know? true. Yeah. What, what so kind true. of song would you have come out with, Ithamar, uh, in two thousand two? Well, in two thousand two. Oh gosh, was yeah. I even born? Um, <laughs> don't know why you guys are laughing. Um, I think in two thousand two, for me specifically, it would have to be something mm-hmm. about like, um, damn. Is Chicago always this cold? I, that's more like a stand-up sound. <laughs> that's less a hip-hop lyric and more like a oh weather, right? No, that's pretty snappy. Oh, snappy, right? Pretty snappy. Snappy. It has a rhythm. Is Chicago yeah. always Damn, this cold? Is Chicago so cold? <laughs> yeah, there you go. With a little auto tune. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's 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 great about that lyric is that it still stands today. You know. It does. True. It's probably colder now. Speaking of global warming, but That's but right. for how long? But for how long mm. will it stand? Because of climate change. I mean, did Nelly think that we, we would still be talking about his song on this podcast this many years later? This is his fantasy. This is fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta think he knows. I gotta think he knows. I want to put up our listener suggestion up on the board now. And this is coming from Instagram listener at Sid Bull. And they said, industrial revolution slash capitalism. I feel like progress for the sake of capital created situations where cities and wealth increased exponentially at the cost of the environment, uh, eventually leading to climate change. And cities that grew with old infrastructure, thus making it hard to retrofit for things like ACs. So it's it's oh almost like poor city planning. Number one, just creating havoc on the environment, right? And not caring about the environment, you know, starting cities and poor planning. So in not foreseeing that when buildings were being built in Paris in the, I don't know, let's say 17th century, um, they didn't foresee the need for... ACs inside window, you know, on on a window. There's this thing called urban heat island effect that I've come across. Cities are more, so cities are more dangerous than rural areas due to the urban heat island effect. According to epa.gov, structures such as buildings, roads, and other infrastructure absorb and re-emit the sun's heat Mm. more than natural landscapes such as forests and mm. water bodies. Ugh. Urban areas where these structures are highly concentrated and greenery is limited become island, quote, islands of higher temperatures relative to outlying areas. Now, another factor is that cities at night are not able to drop down to temperatures that could act as a recovery from the heat. Oh. As, as uh, temperatures are able to do that in more rural areas. So hmm. I think what it, I'm reading from this is that we shouldn't live in cities. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that. I mean, also, it makes sense that like the elderly in cities, like probably if you're an old person living out in the countryside, you're living with your family. Uh, if you're in cities, you're more likely to be put into some sort of care system. Mm-hmm. 
It's true. So we have a bunch of stuff up on the board. Should we start trying to knock it down? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Nally's going to be the winner, but we can try it. We can, we can yeah, try to yeah. eliminate. We'll see what happens. Sort of okay, like we'll that. see what happens. I'm just saying that it's obvious, but I mean, if you want to go through it the charade right of, now, you know, going yeah. through all of them, uh-huh. that's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll still do it just in case. But the, the listeners can skip. The listeners can skip the rest of the, this sort of section if they want. I feel like I'm with it tomorrow on that. They can. Okay, so move along to the next episode. Let's take a break, and then when we come back, we'll see if Nelly goes to jail. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay, so who's to blame for the 2003 European heat wave? Human-driven climate change, stagnant air, air pollution, government negligence, European holiday, French President Jacques Chirac, French Prime Minister Jean-Pierre Raffaelli, mm. slow emergency response, Health Minister Jean-François Mathieu, vacations, 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 oh, French family structure, Nelly, hot in mm-hmm. her, industrial revolution, capitalism, or urban heat island effect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I feel like a lot of the, I mean, air pollution, climate change can probably be in the same category, right? Yeah. 
Yep. I'll wrap. How about I wrap up air pollution into climate change? Yes. And how about stagnant air as well? Or that's kind of its own thing. Like that's more of just a natural occurrence, but it wouldn't have been as bad if it wasn't for air pollution and climate change, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's roll that into the climate change of it all. (laughs) Now, I know there's, uh, we said that there's a difference between European holiday and vacations. Um, we're thinking like vacation mindset, right? Versus just the fact that Europeans take a holiday the month of October, uh, of August, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just thinking of like people who walk across a crosswalk like too slow, like that vacation mindset, those people, you know what I mean? Who so are just like whatever. I think that vacation mindset is actually more to blame. Because they didn't want to come back from their vacation. Right. They was like, don't bother me. Like, don't bother us because we're on this vacation. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, it does seem sort of like a, a European phenomenon. Like, I think Americans, like, we can barely even get ourselves out on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even, even when we are on vacation, some of us are still, like, checking our phones constantly. and. So I, I think we call it European vacation mindset. Oh, oh, okay. Like we'll kind of combine them. That's yeah. cool. And we uh, we take everything else off. Everything else off. <laughs> Every- <laughs> well, okay, but <laughs> what I want to say is when I'm on vacation, really? if there's one musical artist I'm listening to the entire time <laughs> that I'm in Costa Rica, in Hawaii, you know, in Pasadena, <laughs> I'm listening to Nelly. It's not Celine Dion. Not Celine Dion. Yeah, no. it's Nelly. I'm listening to Nelly. So I wonder, hmm. Nally is part of vacation mindset. Mm. What what did he do to you, Ithamar? <laughs> <laughs> He's had this grudge since 2002. And now it, it's crazy that he knew exactly the year that song came out. Um, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't release my sources as to how I <laughs> found this out. It's very difficult to find stuff out like that. So I'm not going to. I'm not gonna. When like, a song came so out, yeah. <laughs> but Ithamar, I think you may have inadvertently rolled Nelly into vacation mindset. Mm. Like he, he might need to come off the board now. Oh no! <laughs> also, it's weird because the first band he was in was called Urban Heat Island Effect. So, <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, anyway, Nelly's off the board for All now. Right. We'll see if he makes a comeback. But, but I have a suggestion, a, a big one that could take care of a couple of people. So what if we we roll uh, the president, the prime minister and the health minister into slow emergency response? They could also be rolled into vacation mindset. Or, or they could be rolled into government negligence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even better. Definitely. Or... You know what? I think I think the three of them could be like like leadership French the French leadership negligence. Cuz it's mm-hmm. like the three of them are the top dogs at the time and they all were on vacation. It's not yeah. just general government negligence. It it feels like these three Okay, so want me to adapt government negligence to French leadership negligence? Sure. Ro- rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> French leadership negligence. <laughs> I also think that that slow emergency response could could be rolled into that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And is the industrial revolution capitalism to blame here? I mean, it's not wrong. Why do we have that's more like climate change. Let's let's do the 
okay, wow, this is getting, this is where it gets hard. Now, for our listeners, here's what we have up on the board. Human-driven climate change, the French leadership negligence, European vacation mindset, French family structure, industrial revolution and capitalism, and the urban heat island effect. I think all of these are to blame. Well, there's something so upsetting about, you know, it really was like so so many elderly people died. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like the Europe. P- the family structure to me is actually looking pretty bad, although that sounds, it seems hard to slap French family structure. Well, but why weren't they checking in on their elderly families members? Because of their vacation mindset. Oh, boy. Mm. It's like a snake that eats itself. Oh, boy. Is there a way to wrap it all into just, I don't know, it's there's a lot of, lot of competing factors. And what we're really zeroing in on is the spike in death yeah. uh, in in the urban area of specifically France, urban areas of France. That's mm-hmm. sort of where we're we're sort of isolating yeah. that because it, it it did affect the entire continent. Well, seventy thousand people. So to me, this is bigger than even just French government negligence. I mean, like are are we just like skirting around the fact that climate change is is like the top dog? I think uh, I think it yeah. is. I think climate change is definitely it. As I mean, much it as I wanted really... Nelly to win, <laughs> it's not winning. Oh, it's SMR. not. Oh, it's losing. Do I win something? Do I get something? No. We'll send you a shirt. Or okay. a, no, or a we don't have the budget to send all the. Yeah, not even. <laughs> Can I pick it up somewhere? I mean, you don't have to send it. I'll pick. I'll drive somewhere no. and pick it up. You don't have to like you mail can't. it to it's... me. <laughs> the warehouse I think might be in China. <laughs> Great. But they'll give it you to can pick it, up in, pick it up in China. That's fine. <laughs> Listening to Nelly, I'm. That's fine. <laughs> but to that effect, so, I think we can urban heat island effect. What do you guys think of rolling that into climate change? Yes, yeah. agreed. And I also mm-hmm. think we can uh, roll in the French family structure into the European vacation mindset, <laughs> and we can take off the industrial revolution. Not saying, you know. No, but that gets rolled into climate change. So the question is: Do we? Send climate change, human-driven climate change to the alarmist jail. And who do we slap? Here's the thing. Climate, we all know climate change is happening, right? At, in 2003, it's not like a big surprise, right? So the French leadership should have been on top of that. I agree. Because I think that if you're, if you're in a leadership position, you got to be ready to be there regardless of what, you know, your constituents are doing like you have to you have to be ready for anything right you're there to serve them to to help them so i agree why don't we this might be controversial and i'll probably get some emails about this why don't we send the french leadership negligence (laughs) to the alarmist jail and we slap climate change or do we slap their european vacation mindset and let climate change off the hook because climate change is the response. It's not a thing. We did that. And our European vacation mindset mm. created co- climate change. I well, mean, now, hang on of. a second. I mean, capitalism <laughs> and industrial revolution created it. If anything, the, the French vacation mindset is fighting against climate change, but it also didn't help once there was this heat wave. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
once the although it depends day, on how they're vacationing if they're traveling by plane <laughs> that's true <laughs> or cars cars if they're walking yeah. to their vacation then that's fine look i don't think it's the european vacation mindset per se that that is to blame for this negligence or for the heat wave and the tragedy that struck i think the mindset just happened to have like the fact that it the fact that vacation happened to sort of coincide with the hottest month of the year august i think may have been a coinky dink so i and i just don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. i think european vacation mindset is a good thing i think we should all i think <laughs> americans should have longer vacations i think our addiction to work and phones and getting back to emails and we need to work okay. on that. I think we're, we'll, we'd all be better people. Okay. That's okay. true, Chris. And by the way, it really was the leadership's slow response in issuing the emergency state that de- was the delay in having all the doctors and stuff come back yes. from vacation. So I'm just I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to I'm going to call it human-driven climate change. You're getting the big slap. French leadership negligence. You're going to the alarmist jail. So those those are the three boys who are going, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's a threesome. Oh, it's actually a foursome. It's the president, the prime minister, the health minister, and Nelly. Yes. <laughs> Nelly won. <laughs> Nelly won the podcast. You can pick up your shirt and yes. sign a Nelly. I'm so proud that he won the podcast. Wow. You don't understand how this works. It's a mo- <laughs> he won Guys, the, the fact checker has a little... The fact checker has a little fact he wants oh. to share with you to sort of wrap okay. this wrap this podcast up. I'm not usually good with facts, but 2003 also happens to be the year. And this is a glimmer of hope. It also happens to be the year, January 3rd, 2003, when Greta Thunberg was born. Oh, so, wow. look at that! The the future is perhaps upon us. Will she usher in? A cleaner future? I hope so. Wow. I, wow. I didn't realize she and I were so close in age, but that's, <laughs> it makes sense now. Well, Isamar, thank you so much um, for, you know, my cutting youth? out of school. For my youth? Yes. I was going to say for skipping class <laughs> in order to join us on this uh, podcast and help us get to the bottom of who's to blame for the European heat wave of 2003. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's It's been on my mind for a while, so I'm glad that we were able to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> okay, now I think it's your bedtime, so time to go to sleep for you. <laughs> I have homework. Boy. I have homework in the morning. <laughs> homework in the morning? My God. God, you are so That just shows yeah, how far out of school you are. <laughs> I have homework in the morning, guys. <laughs> After the 2003 heat wave, in the immediate wake of the tragedy, the Director of General Health at the Institut National de Veille Sanitaire, a watchdog for health and safety issues, resigned after criticism from France's health minister. On August 26, 2003, Prime Minister Jean-Pierre Raffarin suggested replacing an existing bank holiday with a day of solidarity with older people, on which day the wages of salaried workers would go into a fund for social care for disabled elderly people. The total economic loss resulting from the 2003 heat wave were estimated at 13 billion euros, 
The social and environmental damages included thousands of deaths, massive forest devastation by fire, disruption of water ecosystems, and melting of glaciers. Europe did learn from the tragedy of 2003, however, and most countries were significantly better prepared for the next heat wave in 2018, which had a comparatively lower death toll. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the Alarmist the on Twitter, at the Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We're discussing the 1992 Guadalajara explosions. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.